Welcome everybody, SF Live, episode 25, 10 a.m. Pacific. We've established this time as our time, and I'm extremely excited to welcome Matt Lennox King here in a second. He's the CEO of Contact Gold. As you know, before we switch over, just a quick reminder, make sure to subscribe and follow us here on Twitter. We're also uploading this video chat or live conversation with Matt to YouTube and, and Spotify as well. I haven't announced that really, but we've uploaded all the episodes to Spotify in the past as well. So make sure to go check that out. It's under SF Live and you can find it there. Um, also use hashtag AskC for your questions. Uh, this is an interactive format for you guys to ask questions directly. I'll answer all or we'll try to answer all of them. Um, they are showing up here on Twitter, so there's no hiding from them. And it's really important uh, for transparency. And of course, there's a lot of stuff happening in the markets these days that need to be addressed or if you have some questions about the company and uh, they're quite active so i'm sure something will pop up let me switch over to matt and uh matt thanks for coming on the show i hope you're doing well how are things yeah uh, things going uh, really well, actually, yeah. and, and thanks for having me on. No, it, it's a pleasure, and we've been chatting on and off for years now, and uh, we've been working yep. together for a while, and um, ever since Green Springs came on, we haven't chatted too much, unfortunately, and uh, I'm quite no. excited to get that update from you and see what's going on there. But uh, before we get started, we talk, we got to talk about still the topic of conversation, still is COVID-19, Corona crisis. Um, I can see you're yep. not in the office, um, you're at the home office, so how has that impacted yep. you in general? Yeah, look, I mean, it certainly had an impact on on the way we've gone about our business, like most people. Um, our office in Vancouver has essentially been closed since the week after PDAC in early March. Um, the team in Nevada has been in the field, but we haven't been actively drilling. Um, as far as an impact, like we, we have a pretty widely dispersed team as it is anyway. Uh, there's a group of us who work out of Vancouver, one in Toronto, a cluster in Nevada as well, and our, and our chairman happens to be in Oz. So... <laughs> We're used to being distant from one one another, um, and and thankfully every everyone's remained healthy. Everyone's families have remained healthy through the through the through the pandemic. So that that's been a real plus. Yeah, and uh, from what I understand, actually Nevada is open for business in terms for mining companies. So there haven't been any hindering yeah. matters or something. And BLM is working, from what I understand. And um, you you guys don't need a permit. Yeah. We're going to get to that, but that's just something that popped up. And uh, in Absolutely. terms of permitting, that's usually Corona slowing things down in other places. So um, permitting is not yeah. impacted for you guys. Um, not at Green Springs. At, at Pony Creek, it actually has been. Okay. So we, as you know, have been working on our plan of operations for Pony for the better part of two and a half years. Um, the approval of that is imminent, but as we expected to likely get it in March, it likely won't be till sometime this month. And that's because the process at the BLM has slowed down that much. No, but um, Rel Related to Corona. Yeah, it's... I'm time to get over with. As everybody can see, like I need to see a barber. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I've desperately like need a haircut, and uh, it's it's time for things to get back to normal. Fortunately, uh, unfortunately, it's impacting everybody. For fortunately, it's impacting everybody, so it's not too bad. And you can it, you're more accepting about it, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. We got to talk about Green Springs. There's a lot of attention. You guys put some really good drill results out. Uh, and uh, we're not supposed to have a corporate presentation or something. That's not the format of SF Live. Yeah. But I really want you to give me as well an update, like what have you been doing and what are the next steps for Green Springs for you guys? Absolutely. Thanks, Kaya. So Green Springs, uh, as you know, we uh, acquired it under a purchase option last July. So July of 19. Um, it's a project we've been following for a while, really based on, one, the location. So southern end of the Cortez trend, close to Fiore, uh, close to a project that we actually owned when uh, the team was still at Pilot Gold called Griffin. So there's a lot of Carlin type gold down there. Um, but really it was two things. One was the grade profile 
from the, the drilling that had been done previously. So that's up to five grams over 40 meters of oxide. Most drill results are on the order of a gram to a gram and a half over 30 to 40 meters, all shallow, all 100% oxidized. So that, that was super attractive. Um, but then also the wealth of data, the ability to come in, do some really, really good science, which is what we did for about the first four months that we controlled the project. And then we drilled very impactful drill program, specifically focused on uh, the echo zone, which is the most southerly. It's the highest grade. That's where we have, I think our best hole was 2.3 over 70 meters. Um, and then five kilometers distant to the north, we have the alpha zone where, again, we're about a gram and a half over 40 meters. So it's been really impactful. Um, you know, for, from our point of view, like we, as you know, we look at a lot of projects uh, to stay current, what the opportunities are. And to our mind, it, it is the or certainly one of the most uh, exciting exploration plays in Nevada right now. Green, Green Springs itself. No, you mentioned a couple aspects. I want yeah. to go dive into a little deeper. Um, yeah. But let's talk maybe about the financing first before we talk about a little more about Green sure. Springs. Because um, you've got yeah. some neighbors that are quite active as well. So the, it's a proximity play. But the, the drill results that you put out and that you just mentioned, they, they triggered obviously yeah. this financing. You just raised $1.5 million, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, 1.25. That's what it was. Okay. Um, 1.25. Yeah. Uh, questions like, did you raise too early? Because the last two weeks, it seems like the market has just been exploded. Have you been too early on raising? Yep. Potentially. Potentially. Although, although the raise, so the raise was done uh, at 10 cents as a unit. Um, and about 10 days after announcing, you know, we traded as high as 20 cents. Yeah. So we didn't close at 20. <laughs> but certainly, so that, that definitely helped to, uh, to fill the book and, dr and drive interest. Uh, even though, you know, we're a sub 20 million market cap company at the moment. So, you know, we've def definitely seen the producers, some of the developers and, and the larger caps um, really perform in this market. And, and, and as is typical, uh, the explorers or smaller caps um, lag yeah. a bit. No, just this week, the last so 10 days. Maybe, yeah. maybe we did. The last 10 days yeah. have just been really active and in the, in the, also in the junior space and we, it's not just the, the big financings like silver crest we've seen orla bluestone marathon raising 30 but also a few smaller ones um that i didn't expect to get filled Absolutely. or even upsized and more in the five million dollar range right yeah. um which is a positive yeah. and we're, that leads me to my next question like where is the interest for your financing been coming from obviously you have a big shareholder base already but uh did you see yep. any inbounds from from people you maybe didn't expect Absolutely. Yeah. So we had, as, as you know, we have a, pr a pretty good institutional shareholder base already. So there is participation from existing holders. Um, we did have some inbounds from funds, like institutions who don't currently own the stock um, at pretty good participation levels and, and really sort of, uh, you know, an out of left field expression of interest on a Sunday morning type <laughs> thing. So it was definitely very positive. Oh, that's good to see. Like, I mean, I'm really excited yeah. to hear that because yeah. that means that we're finally building a foundation for moving ahead. So, and that there's more interest coming back. And I've been saying that for years now. But uh, we needed a crash in the main yeah. markets for investors to come back into our high risk sector because the people will need yeah. investors will need to see returns, right? Um, well, I think that's right. I, I think anecdotally, you also hear from mainly the bankers, but but also some of the research analysts is look, they have institutions or high net worth generalists who who are constantly looking for new gold names right now. You know, what what are the maybe the under the radar companies that you love? You know, who has a quality asset, undervalued that type of thing. So, yeah, I, th I think you're absolutely. No, right. no, I've been talking to quite a few investors out of Europe as well. Like, hey, let me know when you do a PP or when you see something like really keen on looking at stuff, right? So. And that, that's really positive. I haven't heard that the last 12 months, really. Like, people are always looking, but there's more urgency behind it now, So, which, which is really good. Right. Um, 
let's Absolutely. let's get back to Green Springs because um, the, yep. the results trigger the financing. So let's get back to the the underlying. And yeah. uh, I want to talk a little bit about your neighbors' impact in the area and mm-hmm. uh, how is that affecting you guys? Yep. Yeah, for sure. In the immediate term, there hasn't been a massive impact as far as I don't think market reaction or anything like that. Um, so that the immediate neighbors are Fury Gold. So Tim Warman's yeah. company, they have the Pan Mine, the Gold Rock development asset. Um, I think what that does is it shows and their grades are significantly lower than what we see at Green Springs thus far. So Pan's about 0.42 average grade. Uh, Gold Rock's about double that. And they just came yet. up with a feasibility study for it and they're moving ahead. To production from what i understand that's correct? right yeah exactly at, at gold rock and so you're looking at uh all in sustaining costs somewhere under a thousand dollars an ounce um, and that's on a relatively low grade deposit it's about a half million ounces um what are we looking at about a six-year mine life so what it shows us is that you know even at significantly lower grades than what we see at green springs you can still have a very robust um heap leach operation um, other companies in the area we have fremont uh, so Blaine yep. Monaghan, they acquired the old Griff- Griffin mine just to the east of us. And then actually Waterton owns uh, two past producing assets as well. They have the feasibility stage Mount mm-hmm. Hamilton um, just to the north of us. It's about 5K um, in excess of a half million ounces of uh, gold with quite a bit of silver. And then the Illapaw mine as well, which is, again, a little bit closer to uh, to Bald Mountain. Um, so in the district. No, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry, the district. Oh, I was just going to say district-wide, you're roughly, obviously, non-compliant, et cetera, et cetera, but roughly a million and a half ounces in the immediate okay. area. Uh, and that's not including any pot- any potential uh, resources at, uh, at Green Springs. Um, Green Springs, good point. What's the plan now? You raised $1.25 yep. million. What's the plan moving ahead at Green Springs yep. now? Because you're not drilling right now. So. Absolutely. So we're a measured approach, as, a, as I think you uh, we talked about before. Just we didn't want to get out ahead of ourselves and all of a sudden there, there'd be a big outbreak in Elko County and have to start again or, or stop and start again. Um, so with the 1.25, yeah, that, that does give us the ability to get out at Green Springs. Mm-hmm. Um, there's really three key areas that we need to or want to address at Green Springs. One is uh, what we would call the home run target. So this is taking a very similar approach to what uh, Moira Smith and the team at Liberty have taken at Black Pine. So you have an old mine horizon being, uh, in this case, the Chainman Shale. The names don't really matter. Reasonably productive, good grades. But then one horizon down, you have another regional host unit, in this case called the Pilot Shale. Mm -hmm. That hasn't been tested underneath the entire four-kilometer mine trend at Green Springs. Um, We know just off the mine trend that that's what we call our alpha zone. We have up to a gram and a half over 40 meters of oxide. So one of the, the main targets here is just drilling that additional 50 meters no. to hit the pilot. We think there's a very, very good chance of, of hitting that home run target. Uh, next is really expanding what's been done in the past. So dr- drilling a little bit deeper along strike, like not rocket science, but good methodical exploration. Um, and then finally testing uh, a whole series of greenfield tar- targets. So things like our... Um, our Tango target, which is over half a kilometer by 200 meters, really strong grades at surface, good alteration. Uh, so really a multifaceted approach yeah. at Green Springs, and we have very, very high, uh, very high hopes. You need to be a little more creative. You need to get some better names for your asset, for your for your targets there. Well, <laughs> you know what? It was even when we acquired it, it was the A zone, the B zone, the C zone, the D zone. So at at very least. We've gone beyond a strict alphabet. Okay. 
So, no, uh, yeah. Um, do you have uh, more details in terms of meters of drilling and drill holes you plan to put in? Is that uh, been specified yet? Uh, it's it's still in planning stage. An ideal program this year would be about eight thousand meters. Um, you know, it, it's always somewhat subject to capital availability, but eight thousand meters really allows us to agree address each of those three main targeting concepts um, pretty well um, and certainly get us on the road to both discovery and resource definition. Um, I think in, in a system like this where, you know, we're still, we still have, we're 10 months into our ownership of the asset. If you go too hard, too fast, um, you, the expression would be you get out over the, get out over your skis and, and you end up wasting a lot of money. Right. So, um, and yeah. any idea where you start poke, poking the first hole in the ground? Yeah, um, ideally, ideally early June. I mean, the, the real blessing at Green Springs compared to other areas in Nevada or, or North America more generally is um, we're fully permitted. So we have the, the plan of operations in hand there. Um, there's a really good, and generally uh, precipitation and snow load is quite low there. So it really is a 12 month of the year opportunity. Yeah. Uh, Versus, versus, you know, our Pony Creek project where you're really restricted from mid, mid-May mid until November. Okay. No, and I've been to Pony Creek two years yeah. ago. Yeah, two so year, you know. Two it's... years ago or something. Yeah, it's been a while now. Time flies. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, let's talk about Pony Creek. That's a good segue, actually. Um, yep. it, it's taken a bit of a step back um, to, to sure. Green Springs because the results were great. And um, what are you planning to do with uh, with Pony Creek? And let, let's talk about the whole area as well. It, it was an area play at some point. Um, you yep. delivered some good real results, but things have quieted down a little bit. So give us an update on Pony Creek as well. Yeah, they have. And, and I think the, the quieting down in the district is, is an interesting point, right? From the, the day we started trading, so in 2017, um, you know, we really traded in tandem with Gold Standard Ventures. So that the company just to the north of us, right? And I think the the expectation or the reason for that is, look, Gold Corp at the time owned 15% of Contact. They owned 15% of Gold Standard Ventures. And I think there was always the expectation out there in the market on the street that there would be a, a consolidation of the district under Gold Corp. Yeah. Um, or simply a consolidation of Contact by Gold Standard Ventures. And, and clearly that hasn't happened. Uh, what has happened district-wide outside of our own activities, like GSV done effectively a two-stage PFS. Um, I would say it didn't meet the market's expectations, but nonetheless, it does show a really robust economic goal project. Yeah. So you're looking at roughly a 10-year mine life, um, all in sustaining costs of roughly $650 an ounce, which at $1,700 gold is really attractive. Capital cost is manageable, about 150, and, and it does demonstrate that these lower grade Carlin type deposits that are that are pretty ubiquitous in Nevada, like Silver Standards Marigold, can make um, really good cash flow even on a new build, even on a new build. And so you translate that through to Pony Creek. Yeah, is, to your point, we've had excellent drill results over the last two and a bit years out of Pony, up to a gram over 100 meters uh, in the oxides. But I think what's uh, slowed down our progress or what has slowed down our progress is that we're still waiting on our plan of operations. Part of that is bureaucracy and and part of it, to be fair, is COVID as well. Um, you know, we'd expected to have that in hand months ago. Um, it'll, it'll likely be a few more weeks to a month until we have that in hand at Pony. And, and without that, we're reluctant to get back on the ground with the drill, right? That plan of operation is designed to get us into new really high potential areas instead of coming back to some of the same areas that we've been, been active in 
uh, in the past at Pony Creek. Um, let's look at Outlook a bit. Like you raised money, so you're going to drill. Yeah. Um, yep. Waiting for plan of operations. You just mentioned it for for Pony Creek. Um, yep. What are future catalysts? Do you have any holds still in the lab right now from from Green Springs, or what, what's the what's the process? What can we expect as investors um, from you guys? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So you'd you'd be looking at things like start of work at Green Springs, um, perhaps some land consolidation in the district. There's still some areas that we think are pretty attractive um, that we'd like to add to the property position. Uh, certainly started drilling. Um, and, and that's really it, just getting that, that flow going again at Green Springs. Um, outside of Green Springs, it would be plan of operations for Pony Creek. It would be also, we have a series of uh, met results from Pony Creek as well that will be ready to, to release to the market. We got to talk soon enough. There was one question I knew we were going to hit in a second. So yeah. Okay. okay. No, no. Met results. results. Met results from uh, from Pony Creek as well. Look, looking at the oxides, and and I think much like the results at Green Springs, they'll they'll likely demonstrate that what uh, what's there at Pony Creek does leach very very well. Okay, met results, and uh, that gave me a bit of a yeah. smile because I personally is like I'm not an engineer or chemist, right? So uh, when I read hmm. uh, a news release headline that says bottle roll tests show 108 uh, percent gold recovery, uh, I was like, yeah, hmm, what does that mean? Did you? Did well, you add a little bit on top of it, or <laughs> it doesn't? It doesn't mean that we're we're neither creating nor are we salt creating gold nor are we salting the core. Um, look, so that ratio is derived from uh, when you look at the original fire assay versus the cyanide solubility assay. They they have different detection limits. So you could say that the cyanide solubility is a more sensitive assay. So when you do the math. You have more decimals. You end up. You can end up with something like 108 percent gold recovery. Quite interesting. Just the headline itself. I'm, I'm no, sure. sure. I saw it on Stockwatch. I'm sure a he, a Stockwatch made an effort to put that in the headline, right? So, uh, absolutely, absolutely, yes. <laughs> I can guarantee that our, our news release was not written like that. <laughs> but but what it does say is is that you know look what is there at Green Springs does leach very very well. Yeah. Like even if the uh, which the extra percent, like because I'm not used to seeing triple digit recoveries, right? So that's the first time. That's why. Oh, of course not. Of course so. not. And, and I would say blanket. You know, you're at Green Springs in the initial work we've done. You're probably 92 to 94 yeah. percent. And then obviously, as you go through test work and in an ultimate mining scenario, I would be highly surprised or skeptical if it would actually turn out to be 92 to 94 percent. You're probably something less than that. Okay. Um, just trying to see if we got any questions in because I got I've been sent one question yeah. beforehand. I just want to make sure if there's anything else that's on Twitter. Just double checking. That's why I keep looking at the other screen, uh, looking away from you no the whole problem. time. And uh, we we don't have any questions on Twitter right now. But I got, I've been sent one question um, directly, and yeah. it's regarding your GNA. And the question was like, your GNA is fairly mm -hmm. high in comparison to other exploration companies or sort of your stage. Maybe you can elaborate on that. Yeah. Yeah, sure thing. The, the real driver from that is we, we are actually a U.S. company. So we are on the TSX Venture Exchange, but our registered address for the company is actually in Nevada. So as a, as a result of that, uh, until very, very re recently, we've had to do both U.S. reporting and Canadian reporting. And yeah, you just you add another layer, but that means uh, extra audits, extra legal fees and the like. And that that's driven a lot of that. Um, so we've been able to simplify that process. Uh, and actually, we, we've been calling it the Wenger exemption. So instead of having to do an IFR, IFRS set of financials and uh, U.S. GAAP set of financials, we've actually um, 
the the regulators in Canada will accept U.S. gas. Okay. No, no, so, so we'll, we'll that's the name that. of your CFO, by the way, right? Wang, so that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. John's our CFO. So interesting. Okay. Yeah. No, um. Yeah. yeah, U.S. because because I remember signing uh, when when I participated in a placement a year and a half, two years ago, mm -hmm. or something like that, and with the U.S. Yep. ledger and everything that was on it because it was a U.S. company, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. So that's yeah. probably hereditary yeah, so that, that's, from the setup the or something, right? So that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. Um, yeah, that, that was one of the few questions. I think we talked about all the important aspects. Like I made a couple notes beforehand, and I think we talked about the bottle roll tests, the financing, uh, your neighbors, which yeah. I quite find, which I find quite interesting. Nevada in general, we sort of touched on the various districts, and it's just really important mm -hmm. to point out that Nevada is open for business right now. There's nothing shut down, so I'm quite curious to see. Actually, um, I think Barrick put out their numbers the other day. I haven't even looked at them, so I was quite curious. They did. They they were impressive. I didn't go into them in detail, but they were yeah. definitely impressive. And and I think you know they. They were operating under some restrictions um, for the mines on the Carlin and Cortez trend, but uh, you know they were still able to to maintain maintain production levels and the like. So it's uh, you know Nevada did a pretty good job, um, as you know. Nevada is pretty socially distant anyway. Once you get out of Vegas, so <laughs> yeah, there's not uh, much I, no. for a lot of people. I don't think it was much of a change. No, that's true. And uh, I heard actually uh, yeah. Bristow spoke on CNBC yesterday, and uh, he ordered, like Barry ordered eight hundred thousand masks for for their operations, but apparently the masks are not yep. certified in the U.S. Oh, really? So he's having issues. Like they're, they're, they can send them everywhere else, but apparently they're not certified in the U.S. I thought that was quite an interesting tidbit. So, um, oh, but we're, we're drifting off. Let, let's get the attention back on contact. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Why don't you put a bow around sure. us for contact? Like uh, any like final famous last words for, for contact and uh, to, to sum it up for us? Yeah, absolutely. So, like I would say if I, yeah, to sum it up and, and it's what, we generally do when we do these things. Um, look, we're, we, we're really excited about Green Springs. Um, I think that the, the potential there, which is demonstrated by, by the previous drill results, but also you know, the exploration model we've come up with, the potential to keep drilling and keep hitting high-grade oxide gold is, is really exciting. Um, you know, there aren't too many opportunities like this in Nevada specifically, where you come in with a big database, call it a real head start in an active district and be able to, to really hit the ground running. Um, now we have really, really high hopes for it. Um, you know, Pony Creek is still there as a really exciting uh, exploration asset. Unfortunately, it's, it's bogged down in a bit of permitting, but I, I do think with, with the team, um, you know, so myself, a bunch of other frontier and pilot alumni and Integra alumni, um, some of the backers we have and, and uh, really a turning gold market that we, we have really high hopes for uh, for contact. Oh, let's say it's $1,700 gold and it'll trickle down to the explorers. So I'm quite positive from what we've seen the last two weeks actually in the yeah. market. So really cool. I think you're onto something there. Quite interesting. Cool. Matt, thanks for coming on. Really Thank appreciate you. it. SF Live episode 25 is over. Uh, make sure to follow us here on Twitter, subscribe to our YouTube channel and uh, give us a like or something if you like our content. It's really important for us to get that feedback to, to keep pushing because we don't charge the companies for these interviews. So um, we're just doing it because we like it. So we're good. Matt, stay safe, <laughs> wash your hands and uh, we'll talk very soon. Fantastic. Thanks a lot, Kai. Really appreciate it.